Chapter 6 The Law of Vibration and Attraction If you're like me, then the first time you hear that, you might be wondering, what has that got to do with being rich? And that was exactly what I wondered. Um, because typically when you hear about things like vibration and the law of attraction, if you've listened to or you've watched the movie The Secret or, you know, read the book, then you'd be familiar with this concept. But what you may not be familiar with, perhaps, it's it's linked to money, it's linked to wealth, it's linked to riches. And there is something that Bob says in the book as to why this particular topic is in there. He says, an understanding of this particular law is actually the key to understanding this entire book. Now, that is the sort of thing that I think makes you want to sit up and pay attention. Because what he's essentially saying is that if you get this, if you get this law of vibration and attraction, then every single thing that he has said in this book suddenly makes sense. It will all come together like, you know, perfectly fitted pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. So let's dive in and let's look at what it is about this law that is so key and how it then relates to your ability to earn money or your, or the fact really, as Bob says, that you were born rich. In order to properly evaluate this, there are perhaps three things that stand out to me that we ought to consider. And those three things are thought, and then having an understanding of what attraction means, and then also understanding what vibration is all about. Those last two, attraction and vibration, are sort of related because as we will see later on, or as we will understand later on, attraction exists because of vibration. So what are thoughts then? There's a beautiful poem right at the start of chapter six by Henry Van Dyke, which I'll read out for you in a second. And it's titled, Thoughts Are Things. I hold it true that thoughts are things. They're endowed with bodies and breath and wings. And that we send them forth to fill the world with good results or ill. That which we call our secret thought speeds forth to earth's remotest spot, leaving its blessings or its woes like tracks behind as it goes. We build our future thought by thought, for good or ill, yet know it not. Yet so the universe was wrought. Thought is another name for fate. Choose then thy destiny and wait, for love brings love and hate brings hate. I think that that is a poem what reading again and pausing just to really understand the idea that is being expressed in that, which is this, that your thoughts, our thoughts are so powerful. He says, they can speed forth to earth's remotest spot. It has been said that the thought or thoughts are the most powerful force in the universe, that they penetrate all space, all matter. Nothing stands in the way of a thought. And that's exactly what this poem captures. And if you haven't been exposed to this material previously or considered ideas such as this, you may be tempted to go, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't resonate. 
But this is one of those ideas that I encourage you to start to really consider and experiment with. That if you really pause and think about what he's saying, your thoughts are so powerful. Nothing can stand in the way of your thought. Your thought doesn't need any limitation of distance or of time. It can speed to the remotest part of this earth in an instant. And that what a lot of us call fate or destiny are really the unfolding of the thought patterns that we've held and we hold repeatedly over time. But that because we weren't awake to this understanding, we thought that the events of our lives were without cause. Now that you've started to entertain this new idea of what a thought is, let's then come into attraction and vibration and why that matters. Every single thing in the world is constantly moving. Nothing rests. This is one of the laws of the universe. And this means that even things that appear as though they are stationary are actually composed of particles um, or elements of matter that are constantly moving. The movement of different particles or the speed of movement differs between particles. And that what creates that distinction between the different types of matter or the different things that we see is actually the difference in their rate of vibration. So let's say that again. Every physical thing that you can see, every tangible thing that you can see in this world vibrates. What determines the difference between those physical objects that you can see is the rate at which those objects are vibrating. In other words, every physical thing is composed of matter vibrating at various different frequencies so that motion is continuous. We're all equipped with a brain and the brain and the central nervous system in the body is this wonderful gift that we have because the brain we will know from any study of human biology or electromagnetics is like this massive switching station in the body. It is constantly converting signals from one form to another. So think about the way that we hear sounds, think about the way that we are able to see or the way that we can taste foods. All that is happening in all of those interactions in our body is that the signals are being transmitted to the brain and that the brain is interpreting the signals to give meaning to all the occurrences of our lives. The gift that you and I have is that we can cause a change in the rate of vibration in our body by impressing certain thoughts upon it. So the brain is the switching station, right? And all the brain is doing is switching from one vibration or one frequency to the other, changing from one signal to the other. It's all the same thing. That brain that we all have is what enables us to choose a thought. Now, if I said to you that a thought creates a vibration, you may be wondering, well, how is that true or how is that possible? And an example I think that might help you relate to this is to think about the emotions and the sensations that you experience in your body. And you can do this right now. If you call to mind an event that has happened in the past that brought you great joy and great delight, and you actually just spend a few moments thinking about that event, whatever it is for you, you will notice that 
as you recall that thought, your body feels different. Perhaps you you felt a warm glow just spread across your body and you might even shiver a bit from that excitement and that joy. You might notice that your face started to smile uh, or to break into a smile just as you had that thought and that you felt good all over. Similarly, if you call to mind an, an emotion or an experience that was perhaps the contrast of that, um, and bring to mind a moment where you felt anxious or you felt afraid or you felt worried uh, or you felt distraught, sad and alone. Again, you will notice if you allow yourself to really um, engage with that feeling and call that experience to mind, you will notice again a change in the feeling of your body. That there is your clue of the power and the gift that you have to use your brain to switch from one frequency to another, to switch from one vibration to another. You might say, all of that sounds good for my feelings and my emotions. How does that then relate to money? And let's bring it back. Everything in this world, in this universe, is composed of the same fundamental unit. Science has shown that when you strip down every single element, every single substance, down to its most basic form, it is all composed of the same thing, all composed of the same matter. The difference that you perceive via your senses is just an expression of the difference in the rate of vibration of the matter. So when you perceive an object as physical, um, as solid versus liquid versus feeling, let's say, the wind or the air on your skin, all that that is, is a difference in the frequency of vibration. And that idea is really important. It's really key for you to latch onto that. The idea that every single thing in the universe is fundamentally composed of the same substance and that the only difference between one object to the other to the next is the rate of vibration, the frequency of vibration. So if you hold that thought then, let's add another thought to that. If you have two objects that have the same electromagnetic field, you know, operating at the same frequency, um, vibrating at the same rate, then those two objects are in harmony. Those two objects are will be in what we call resonance. This is the sort of thing that you hear when, and you've probably seen some of these examples online on the internet, where somebody is in a room with maybe like a chandelier or their crystals around, or even glass, you know, tumblers, and he might have a musical instrument. And he's able to maybe strike a note or hit one of the keys, let's say on a, on a keyboard or a piano. And then the next thing that happens is that, that that glass, that crystal, that object starts to vibrate. What's happening there is that the frequency of the sound from the piano is the same as the frequency that the matter in the glass is made of. of. And because of that, they harmonize and they resonate. If you take those two ideas, a, everything in this world is made up of matter and the difference between one matter and another is simply the rate at which it's vibrating, then you'll start to see that even riches and whatever that means for you, whatever that form takes, has a frequency, vibrates at a certain rate. And that in order to get this thing into your life, in order to come into the riches that you desire, 
you need to operate at that frequency, at that rate of that which you seek. Because it is only when you operate at the same frequency as another, as another object or another thing that there is harmony and there is resonance. So that what that means is that the things that you currently have around you, the things that you manifest, that you see in your life, are the things that you are in harmony with. And that if there's anything in your life that is not aligned to what you truly desire, that you recognize that it's simply there because that's the that's where your resonance lies. That's where your resonance is or was in the past. Remember we started at the beginning by saying that thoughts are so powerful. And you would have seen from the previous chapters where Bob talks about your thinking and understanding the power of your subconscious mind. This is where it all comes together. That very often people say that they desire riches, but their thoughts are the exact opposite of that. Their thoughts are in complete conflict. And that if you start to really understand this idea and this concept that everything in our lives, in fact, all of life, all of nature is composed of the same fundamental unit. And that the only difference between things, the only apparent difference between things is in the rate of vibration, the frequency of vibration. In order for two things to become attracted to each other, they must operate at the same frequency. There must be resonance between them. Therefore, whatever it is that you want or you desire in your life, there must be resonance between you and that thing. Otherwise, it cannot stay or will not come to you. If you're still perhaps doubtful about that and you're wondering or finding this difficult to relate to, then just think about your interaction with others. Think about your relationships and think about perhaps that significant other person in your life. If the relationship is really nurturing and really enriching and delightful and, and absolutely amazing, what that is an evidence of is that the two of you are in resonance or however many of you are in that relationship, perhaps in a family or in a community, that there's resonance there, that you're all thinking the same sort of thoughts, mm -hmm. wanting and desiring the same sort of things. Similarly, if you're in a relationship or an interaction where it is not so great and where perhaps it is full of tension and strife, then what that is an indication of is that you are not in resonance, that you know, you're, you perhaps want different things and you're out of sync. And just on that, I'll read a section from the book for you where Bob goes into this even further. It's on page 121 in chapter 6 and the section is called Vibrations and Attitude. Every physical thing throws off a vibration. Everything which you see, hear, smell, taste or touch throws off a vibration because these things, like everything else, are in a constant state of motion. Whenever you get near enough to them to enter into their sphere of vibration, you will be affected by that vibration, whether you realize it or not. Have you ever noticed, for example, how peaceful you feel you're walking alone in the woods? The law operates exactly in the same way in the mental realm. For when a person thinks a thought, it means the person has consciously or unconsciously started a group of brain cells vibrating abnormally. 
Once these brain cells, being things, begin to vibrate abnormally, they throw off a wave of electronic energy which moves out, seeking a place to land. If you're in the sphere or the space of their vibrations, and you happen to have similar cells which are in rapport, in harmony or agreement with the ones vibrating in the other person's brain, then you receive these vibrations and are affected mentally by them, either negatively or positively. Now, don't take my word for it. Try this out for yourself and it's relatively easy to check. Just notice the next time you're in the company of anyone. Perhaps try this with somebody who you're relatively familiar with, somebody in whose company you've been before. And do it on a number of occasions to notice from one moment to the next how your emotions or how your feelings may or may not be changing depending on what is going on with the other person as well. To recap this chapter, on the law of vibration and attraction, your thought is powerful. It is the most powerful, potent force in all of the universe. And whilst it may not be physically evident, your thought is creative. It is producing results all of the time. The encouragement here is to consciously choose thoughts that will serve you. Choose thoughts that will lead to the results that you want. This is just a very short summary of this chapter, highlighting the key things that have stood out to me from it. I encourage you absolutely to read the book. There is so much that you can gain from it. And you can get a free download by visiting bornrich.magnify.com. That's bornrich.magnify.com. Until the next chapter, this is Esipita at Magnify, reminding you to live your best life.